South Alabama's Kane Womack taking over as Alabama's new defensive coordinator. It's Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, everyone. Dave Schultz, Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. All right, so big news uh, tonight. Uh, we'll get to the Kane Womack situation here momentarily. We'll talk about who may take over for Kane Womack at South Alabama, and then we'll preview the Wednesday night hoops Sunbelt action. We actually have a couple of shows planned about ranking the quarterbacks, but the new coaching search uh, will uh, be front and center for a little bit and probably waited most of the day to do this because I'm not sure if we thought it was going to happen. Traveris Robinson said, no, thanks. He's staying at Georgia. And where else were they going to go? I guess. Uh, so let's do that right now. So Kane Womack, Chris Lowe, Matt Zinitz, uh, Craig Stevenson, uh, Chris Lowe from ESPN. He had it first, and then Matt Zinitz followed from 24-7, and Craig Stevenson, AL.com, uh, and I think John Bryce from Football Scoop all had it uh, earlier in the evening around uh, 9 p.m. I'm recording this at about quarter to 11. So they had it about 9 p.m. that Kane Womack was taking over at – uh, Alabama for the defensive coordinator. And for those who don't know, he and Kalen DeBoer were coordinators at Indiana. He was the defensive coordinator at Indiana and Kalen DeBoer was the offensive coordinator uh, at Indiana under Tom Allen. Uh, so they worked together. I guess Kalen went to Fresno state and then Washington or something along those lines. Uh, but Kane Womack was also the defensive coordinator of South Alabama. So this isn't the first time. Uh, well, uh, it is not the first time that he is, you know, moving from a, you know, group of five school to a power five school, although title wise, he's taken a demotion, but it's, you know, it's obviously for a lot of money. And we'll talk about why he may have to do it. Otherwise, it may just be easier to get that big head coaching job from where he's going to be. All right. So Kane Womack has been very good for uh, South Alabama, uh, South Alabama. Went to back-to-back -back bowl games. First time ever. In fact, last year was the first time ever they went to a bowl game. Uh, and this year was the first time they've ever won a bowl game. He won a 10-win. He had a 10-win season uh, two seasons ago. Uh, we've talked about it incessantly this year. Just did not go as planned. Although, did finish up on a high note winning a bowl game uh, at home. This South Alabama was basically known for, you know, taking... Like three, like taking us at least a step forward, if not two steps forward. Like they, I think they beat Mississippi State in Starkville, and then they would lose the next week to a lesser opponent. That was that was South Alabama, right? Joey Jones started it and uh, got it in a pretty good spot, but couldn't take it to that next level. Then Steve Campbell came in, lot of lots of winning at the FCS level, and always was just couldn't get it going in uh, the right direction. While Steve Campbell was the coach. They put in a in, indoor, I call it an indoors facility because it's not totally enclosed, but it certainly does its job. And 
They started building the stadium. Ken Womack walked into walked into a stadium, a new stadium in 2021. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So um in fact it may be. Yeah, 2021. So uh he's had this program on the rise since he arrived. He started out with Jake Bentley as his quarterback, who was among the uh current nations, nations current, you know, led the nation in yardage type of deal. Active quarterback. That was the word I was looking for. Active quarterback. Uh at the time, you know, he was in the top active leaders in in yards passing in the nation. And uh, was off to a really good start. Had won five ball games. Came on my radio show. Says when we go to a bowl game, and then they didn't win another game. Uh, Jake got hurt, and some other injuries happened, uh, and they ended up um, heading in the wrong direction. They come back in 2022, and they win a bunch of these close uh, football games. I told the story today. Got a little bit misconstrued, but you know the whole team got sick going out to Georgia Southern, and uh, including Yam Banks, who transferred to Ole Miss. But Yam was too sick to travel on Friday, took the fluids all night, and uh, then flew on his own. Um, and then someone picked him up in the airport and drove him to Statesboro. They come back from a 21-7 deficit and a 31-17 deficit to win on the road, 38-31. Uh, they won a bunch of close ball games. They were down to Southern Miss a couple years ago. And... You know, Carter Bradley had to come out in the second quarter and Desmond Trotter led him to a field goal. And that played a big part in that comeback. And I think Bradley led him to two fourth quarter uh, scores that beat Southern Miss uh, at the Rock. So they won a bunch of close ball games in 2022. They did get destroyed by Western Kentucky, whether they weren't prepared or whatever the case may be. They couldn't do anything on offense and they couldn't do anything on defense. So the the. They had a bad taste in their mouth getting ready for this big season. And the whole idea was that everybody was coming back. Like the center wasn't coming back. That was a big deal. And um, Jalen Wayne wasn't coming back, but you had a couple of receivers, including Colin Lacey uh, coming back. And you had LaDainian Webb coming back. And you had a lot of the defense coming back. And then it just kind of fell apart. Carter Bradley was coming back. Kane Womack was coming back. The two coordinators, Major Applewhite and Corey Batum were coming back. And it just got off to a bad start. Uh, they did not play well against Tulane. They struggled against uh, Southeastern until the second half. Um, they did blow out Oklahoma State. So you're now you're thinking, all right, maybe they're heading the right direction. And then they jump on top of Central Michigan, 14 nothing, and they blow that ballgame. They lost at home to the Raging Cajuns. Uh, Carter Bradley got banged up. Uh, one of the receivers, Devin Voison, he got banged up. He was hurt early. He may have been hurt in that Southeastern game. Maybe he's hurt earlier than that. He may have been hurt in the two-lane game. Uh, so they just didn't have the season. We've talked. They didn't have the season they were uh, talking about. But we've talked about that um, a lot, you know, throughout the year. So, so Kane Womack is taking his show on the road. I did look at the stats, and they improved dramatically. In 20, 2020, South Alabama was giving up 27 points a game. And then in 2021, they gave up 26.4 points a game. And then in 2022, I think they gave up, they're giving up 21.3 points a game. And I think this past season, they gave up 21 points a game. 
Yeah, exactly. So they were uh, they were they were at sixth, and then they moved up to second. And they fell to third this past year, but he cut off six points. That's a lot. When you trim off six points, you're giving up you know over 27 points a game down to 21. That's a lot. And now he's going to do that at Alabama. I think Alabama got a, a great defensive coordinator. He's a very young coach. Uh, a couple of things uh, about Kay Womack that I that I know. This I know. I was told that he was offered a, a big-time defensive coordinator position before he took the head coaching job. And if it was all about the money, he would have taken the defensive coordinator's job. Um, I think this is in big part about the money because he's making somewhere in the $850,000 range. But the new LSU defensive coordinator just got $2.5 So I don't know if you're going to match that. Probably not, but maybe maybe you are. And even if you're not, if he's going from eight and a half million to two, that's a lot. All right. Um, also, is it easier to get a power five coaching gig from Alabama than it is South Alabama? Now, who knows what would have happened if he had the season that I thought he was going to have and lost money <laughs> on that idea. You know, if he won 10 or 11 ball games, if he won a Sunbelt championship, if he went to a major bowl game, all right, because Jeff Levy, the offensive coordinator, right, from Oklahoma, took over at Memphis State, correct? I'm not, I'm sorry, oh, uh, Mississippi State, sorry, Mississippi State. And Jeff Levy has, do you know how much head coaching experience Jeff Levy has? Zero, nada. According to the, let's see here, according to his Wikipedia page, he has never been a head coach. Student assistant uh, uh, says essay from Oklahoma 2002 to 2006. It was an offensive line coach, tight end coach at Victoria Memorial High School in Texas. Baylor offensive quality coach for three years. Baylor running backs coach. Um, was the Southeastern offensive coordinator. UCF quarterback coach. UCF offensive coordinator, quarterback coach, Ole Miss. OC QB coach, Oklahoma OC QB coach. So Jeff Levy, who's never been a head coach anywhere, gets the Mississippi State job. And Kane Womack, who's from Mississippi because he didn't have a great year this year, doesn't get it. I don't know if he was in the mix there or not. But that's the kind of thing it is, right? The Mississippi States of the world, the Ole Misses of the world, whoever it is, you want a a guy from a power five job and Jeff Levy has never been that before and has never been a head coach before, but he surpassed Ken Womack in that opportunity because he's coming from a power five school. At least that's what I think. So now Ken Womack will probably have an easier time getting a power five gig. And I'd be shocked if he's there for more than two years, he may only be there for one. We'll see how this season goes in a, in a time of change for uh, Alabama. All right. So now the next question is, is the ball doesn't, you know, keeps on bouncing. Who takes over for South Alabama? We will do that next uh, on a lockdown Sunbelt. Let me tell you about Jace Medical. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we talk just for a minute about preparing for real life? 
According to the FBA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade, and that is scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if a close family member got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from life-saving medication they needed. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It'll be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use the offer code LOCKEDON to get your $20 off your order. jacemedical.com. All right, Dave Schultz, Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. That uh, segment went a little bit long. Uh, and so let's talk about who's going to take over for South Alabama. There would seem to be one obvious choice, and that's got to be Major Applewhite, okay? Played big-time college football. He's been the offensive coordinator for uh, all three years of – all three years of Kane Womack's uh, tenure at South Alabama. And it, it seems to be the easiest thing going. Even, by the way, he's got head coaching experience with Houston, right? Didn't go very well. I get it. He replaced, right? He would have replaced Tom Herman, who took over at Texas. Is that right? So... Major Applewhite, you know, GA at Texas, actually QB coach at Syracuse, go Orange, uh, went to Rice, and then he was offensive coordinator, quarterback coach with Alabama, went to Texas, didn't do very well with Houston, was over there for a year, and then went through the Nick Saban coaching rehab services, and then ended up at South Alabama, and they've had a really good offense, right? They've had a Really good offense for the last three seasons. Um, they were one of the few teams this year that scored more than 50 points. Not once, not twice, but three times. They were fourth in uh, the Sun Belt this past year, averaging 33 points a ball game. They would have had Carter Bradley as well. Uh, uh, last year, last year, they averaged also, uh, no, last year, also 31 points a ball game. And let's see what they did, uh, with Jake Bentley in 21, uh, 21, it was 25 points a ball game. So in the three years, they've gone from 25 to 31, uh, and they had the big, you know, 50 point outputs, uh, in the bowl game. And then also, I think in back-to-back ball games this season, <laughs> that's what they had, right? And it was back-to-back uh, ball games this year. So that would seem to be the obvious choice. The other choice on the staff is Corey Batum. He's been the defensive coordinator since the arrival of Kwanek. So those would be the two obvious ones. Is does it change because? We're a little bit late in the coaching carousel, right? We're already into January compared to 
a lot of these coaches, I believe Kane Womack was also hired, you know, in December. You know, that's when these guys usually get hired outside of while we know the whole Nick Saban kind of surprised everything. And, you know, Washington had to find a coach. They went to Jed uh, Fish. And, you know, the ball, the ball keeps on bouncing. So can you, do you go get somebody else? Who do you go get? I don't have a problem with, you know, Dr. Joel Urban, the, the South Alabama AD to do a little due diligence, right? Um, what did we find out again? You know, Bryant Vincent wanted the ULM job and, you know, convinced John Hartwell of that. Uh, Fran Brown at Syracuse wanted the Syracuse job. Convince the Syracuse AD of that. Maybe there will be somebody outside of the South Alabama program to uh, take over. I don't know who that would be as of right now. I'm sure by the time I wake up and I read Craig Stevenson's article in AL.com, he may have a couple of additional potential guys. So what do you do? You try to keep it going on the train the way it was going, right? You're breaking in a new QB. Whatever, whether Kane Womack was coming back or not, you were breaking in. Uh, Gio Lopez was going to be your guy. You're going to break in um, the new running backs, right? Your offensive line was going to have turnover. Your defense was going to have a, a bunch of turnover. So it was going to be new anyways, all right? Also, half the staff seems to be gone, right? They fired, they fired three assistant coaches, and one took off to join John Summerall in Tulane. So all, already half the staff was gone. So do you just say we... We might as well fill half. We we got to fill half a staff. We might as well start again. All right, but now you really are kind of starting again, right? Um, I would tell you, Kane and, and Major are two very, very different people. Um, and uh, you know, I wasn't at year. I wasn't there for year three, but there was a big difference between year one and year two, between um, the way Major Applewhite. Um, I guess, interacted with the media, all right? That he realized we were not out to get them. That's not what Sunbelt Media do. We're not looking to you know, do gotcha questions. We're just trying to get questions and, you know, tell us about the team, tell us about the players, tell us how he's improved, tell us what he needs to improve on, and yada, 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 right? We're just trying to, you know, I don't know about create content, but give the fans content, all right? And, you know, between year one and two, Major definitely opened up, uh, and obviously, but he grew up in it, right? He was a big-time college recruit. Oddly enough, oddly enough, grew up in Baton Rouge. I don't know if people know this about Major Applewhite. I guess people do. Grew up in Baton Rouge. But I think he's an Alabama fan. <laughs> I think he was an Alabama fan growing up in Baton Rouge. Go figure. Uh, and always seems to have an off week when Texas, the South Alabama off week always seemed to be the same time that Texas beat Oklahoma. And always like to <laughs> remind people of that all that that didn't happen this year anyway um i think it'll be major app white that seems to be the the obvious choice uh and we'll see if cory batoon is is gonna stick around you know i mean i you know does does uh kane Womack bring him with him as his defensive coordinator you know as a, as a position coach i don't know if you would do that um probably the position coach at alabama Probably pays more than the defensive coordinator at South Alabama. Now you really are taking a step back though, because the idea is that he wants to be a head coach somewhere. And you probably want to stay in a coordinator position. Uh, so those would be the first two choices. And I, I would 
I would guess Major Applewhite. All right. Again, wouldn't be surprised if Dr. Joel Urban, you know, does his due diligence. Um, this couldn't have been a surprise. As soon as Kalen LeBourne was hired, right? A couple of things. Craig Stevenson from mail.com tweeted out, you know, coached with, uh, coached with Kane Womack at Indiana and is from the same hometown as Dr. Joel Urban, although they hadn't crossed passes. They don't know either one. But nonetheless, this couldn't have come at a complete surprise. The, the ball, I don't know how much the ball had to be rolling, but if I'm keeping an eye on Alabama, you know, dealing with a defensive coordinator opening, you got to think that they are as well. And until they did that, I was, I don't want to say concerned, but interested uh, what would happen uh, if they went with, you know, Ken Womack. So that's where we are. We'll see if other, I'm sure other people will want to. South Alabama's got some outstanding facilities. The one thing they don't have, they do need a, I guess, new workout facilities. Okay, compared to, geez, what, what they got here for the Cajuns, and that's already, I mean, that's Mark Hudspeth. So we're talking... I mean, we're talking like 1718 <laughs> that that thing was built, right? Uh, they're working on, they are working on a stadium here in, in Lafayette for the Cajuns. Uh, but they have a, a football facility and, you know, it's a workout facility for all the, all the students, all the athletes use the same uh, workout uh, facility, I believe. So, but that is more than what South Alabama has South Alabama. I still think they're going outside and using the kiddie pools to cool off after practice where the Cajuns have a cold pool, you know, that you get to go in, you know, after you work out. Uh, all right, let's take a time out. We will do the, uh, we'll rate the, the divisional quarterbacks later on in the week, but let's preview Wednesday night's matchups in basketball. And tomorrow we'll go over the, what the lines uh, will be for a Wednesday night's action. So we do have, a, you know, it's a lot of news with Ken Womack moving on to, to South Alabama and then who is going to take over for the Jaguars uh, this coming uh, season. I mean, we are, I mean, you know, spring ball is starting in like, you know, spring ball is starting in like two months. And it's crazy how fast this stuff goes, right? It's, I mean, fall practice is starting in less than seven months. <laughs> it's crazy. Right. It's going to start at the end of July. So and we're already in the third week of January. So it's going to fly by. Uh, all right. Let's take a time out. When we come back, we'll preview. We got three basketball games in the Sun Belt on Wednesday night. We will check those out uh, next. Let me tell you a little bit about FanDuel. The NFL season has wrapped up, but there's still plenty of time to get on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there's so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. Find bets in the new Explore tab. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub the best way to find popular parlays and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of uh, the NFL. Dave Schultz, Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. We were talking Kane Womack heading up to Tuscaloosa to take over as defensive coordinator 
for Alabama and then who is going to take over for him. I'd be surprised if it's not Major Applewhite to begin with. We shall see. All right. Meanwhile, we do have three ball games coming up on Wednesday night. On uh, uh, in the Sun Belt, uh, first one is the big one. Uh, it's a little bit early. It's a five thirty, five thirty uh, Central Time, uh, six thirty uh, Eastern Time. App State four and one. They just took down JMU, and uh, they're hosting Georgia State, also four and one. They just blew out Georgia Southern. App State's thirteen and four. Georgia State 9 and 7. So App State's had a fantastic season. Georgia State's had an outstanding start to the Sunbelt play, right? If we can quickly do the math, they were 5 and 6 in in pre, you know, pre-conference play and now they are 9 and 7. So they are playing uh, very well and that should be a good ball game. I presume App State will be favored by a little bit. We'll see. The bigger the line, the more I'm going to take Georgia State. Um, Texas State is hosting the Cajuns. Texas State got their first win beating Monroe. They're one and four, seven and ten in conference. The Cajuns nine and eight, two and three in the Sun Belt. They're coming off a big win over Arkansas State. They were staring one and four straight in uh, the face, straight in the face, straight in the eyes, looking at straight in the eyes. Uh, but they come up with a big win on the road against. Uh, the Red Wolves, and this will be another big ball game. All right, they they there will be on the road last week and this week, and this is a good chance for the Cajuns to even up their Sun Belt record. They need to take Texas State down. Um, I'll probably take the Cajuns on that one. It shouldn't be a double digit spread, but it'll be seven or eight, I presume. All right, and then Southern Miss. We'll see if Andre Cabello uh, Cabello is back. Uh, they are taking on Arkansas State. Also, is Victor Hart. I think Victor Hart's banged up, and Curbelo was sick. Uh, did not play against Troy on Saturday. Uh, Arkansas State playing much better, although they did uh, lose to the Cajuns. Right, they were they were struggling in a big way. Got the win over Louisville. That will never get old. Um, and they're three and two in the Sun Belt. Right, they started out. I mean, geez, they were you know four and eight pre-conference. Had a tough pre-conference schedule, but they're three and two in the Sun Belt. You know what we didn't do yesterday? Let's quickly check over the standings. We didn't do that. We got a little bit of time to check over the standings. Troy is a top. They're five and zero. Oh. All right. Then you get uh, App State and Georgia State and Marshall. Marshall took it on the chin to South Alabama. They're four and one. Then JMU, Southern Miss, Arkansas State, all three and two. We'll see how JMU does this week. All of a sudden, they're in a little bit of a shooting slump, and they've lost two out of three after starting the season out 14-0. and 0. Then the Cajuns, South Alabama, Coastal, and Georgia Southern, all two and three. Texas State, one and four. And Monroe and Old Dominion, 0 oh and five. It was uh, noted it came out, I believe, yesterday. Jeff Jones stepping away from coaching the Monarchs this year. Uh, recuperating from a heart attack and I believe beginning prostate cancer treatment. So we're wishing coach Jones all of the best. His players came out and a little emotional as you would expect, but really have his back. And uh, we are wishing the best for coach Jones to 
come back next series season uh, healthy. There's a local high school coach going through the same thing here. So it is, uh, these are stressful jobs. Uh, they don't roll with the punches as, as maybe some of us would. Um, but we're, we're wishing uh, Jeff Jones all the best with uh, ODU, despite his Monarchs 0-5 start, tough start to the uh, Sun Belt uh, season. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we will keep track of this South Alabama search. It may not take very long. The longer it takes, the better chance that it's not Major Applewhite. If we're... We're, if I'm talking to you on Friday, and that means I'm recording on Thursday, and it's not Major Apple what yet, that means it's someone else is probably getting the job. So we shall see. The faster it's Major, um, the better chance he's going to get it. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Dave Schultz, and you've been watching Lockdown Sunbelt, your team, every day.